0: Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 89 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. This week's episode covers the steps needed to shoot in manual mode. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably have it mastered. For those just starting out, it's really important for you to master these steps. You might have lots of business acumen, but if you aren't comfortable setting up and shooting in manual mode, you're going to struggle moving forward. You just won't move forward. Shooting in manual mode, step by step. So I'm going to go through this framework as if you were about to start shooting an outdoor family portrait session. So the previous night you would have charged all your batteries and you're ready to go. So the first thing you're going to do is set your camera to capture raw files. I know I bleat on about this constantly, but it is super important. You want to impress the family that you're going to be taking the pictures of and give them images they've only dreamed of. Your aim is to turn these people into raving fans and they're going to refer you to their family and friends. Shooting in JPEG won't allow you to produce images that impress. Only RAW files can do that. Now photographers want the best equipment, sometimes spending tens of thousands of dollars. So why wouldn't you want to save your images in the best format? It just doesn't make sense. You might have four or $5,000 of equipment in your hand and you're shooting in JPEG. Even if you're if you you just starting out and you've got a five $600 camera, you're wasting your time shooting in JPEG. So, shoot in the best you can. With RAW files, you can save images that if they were shot in JPEG, you would have had to delete. All right, RAW it is. We're going to go with RAW. Do not shoot in JPEG. Next, you're going to turn your mode dial to M for manual. Now, it can be a bit overwhelming shooting in manual mode when you're just starting out. But if you go through these steps that I'm going to go through now, I promise you it will become a lot easier and it will become a habit that you won't have to think about in the future. Okay, so next on the list is check the background. This is the first thing I want you to think about once your camera's set in manual mode. I want you to look and see what is going on behind the subject, or subjects in this case. Check that there are no branches that look like they're coming out of someone's head. You don't want anything distracting like signs, ugly fences, vehicles or even the family next door. So many good photos are ruined because the photographer didn't think about the background before pushing the shutter button. When you're deciding on a photo location, think about these things. If there's a large tree that you want to pose the family around, take a second or two to look behind the tree. If there's a sign or a parking lot, change the angle you shoot from. Move left or right until the background is clear of distractions. Now this only takes a minute at most, but it is so important, so get in the habit of checking the backgrounds thoroughly. Next one is the big one. Choose a depth of field and set your aperture. If you don't understand how aperture settings can change the depth of field, You need to listen to episode 63, Aperture and Depth of Field. I think that was from July the 10th, 2022. That's what I've got written down here, so that's what it is. July 10th, 2022. To check which aperture you need to use, there's an app called Photo Pills, and I've mentioned this a lot in a lot of the podcasts. I'll put a link up in the show notes. It's free. Uh, You put it on your phone, and it'll give you all the answers. So you need to decide if the background needs to be in focus or a nice blurry bokeh. If the background is trees and bushes, you might want to make it blurry so that the subjects stand out. But if you're at a picturesque location, you might want the river or the mountains or the beautiful fall trees to be in focus. So those two different ways of doing it, a blurry background and the mountains need different settings. If the background is bushes and trees and you decide on outer focus, you need to be using a wide aperture such as F2.8 or F4. Let's say you're using a 50 millimeter 1.8 lens and you've got it set, set at F2 on a full frame camera body. With the family being 10 feet in front of you, the depth of field would be 17.5 inches and that is eight inches in front of the focus point and nine and a half inches behind the focus point. Now, 17 and a half inches is a, a good amount to be using, but with a family of four, with the kids in front of this tree that you're gonna be using, and the parents looking around the trunk, you need to estimate the distance from the kid nearest to you to the parent that is furthest away. Let's say that distance is 20 inches. That means that the present setting won't get them all in focus if your focus point is on the kid nearest you. It might be if you focused on the other child that is stepped back slightly from the front one, but you don't have time to get the measuring tape out. The safest way to go is to change the aperture from f2 to f2.8, which will give you a depth of field of 24 inches. That's enough to get all the family in sharp focus if you focus on the front child. When you're in this situation, just make a guess at the depth of field needed. Take a shot, then zoom in on your rear LCD screen and check if everyone is in focus. If the parents at the back look soft and out of focus, change the aperture to a higher number. Take another shot, check again. All this takes no more than 30 seconds and after a while, you'll know what aperture you need just by looking at a situation straight away. You won't have any problem. Okay, so we've got the aperture set up for the depth of field. Next, we're going to do ISO, shutter speed, and balancing the light meter. So we'll start with ISO. So you start with the ISO set to 100 or whatever your lowest is. Now, you can set it to auto if you like. It makes it easier, but it can cause grainy images if you have your shutter speed too high. Next, we've got shutter speed. Now, in this situation where we're shooting this family portrait session, you need to use a shutter speed that is fast enough to freeze the scene. So, as the family is stationary for most of the portraits, a shutter speed of 125 will work. You can go slower if you're using a a tripod. Just to be safe, 125 is fine. If the kids start running around and you want to get some pictures of them doing that, you would need uh, 1/800th of a second or higher. So for this family, we're gonna set it to 125 and now we're gonna check the light meter. To get a correctly exposed photo, you need to balance the light meter and you can find the meter in your viewfinder or the rear LCD. On most brands of camera, the minus or underexposed end of the meter is on the left or if it's a vertical one, it's at the bottom. The plus overexposed end is on the right or top for a vertical meter. Nikon, for some reason, used to be the opposite way around. Now, I did see a picture of a new Z9, and the meter was the same way as everyone else, so they, they changed the mind month to month, I guess. So, to balance the meter, you need to get the marker in the center. If the marker is off the scale to the right or up on the top, it means the image is overexposed. To correct this, you need to reduce the amount of light coming in. Now we can change either the ISO or shutter speed to do this. The settings are F2.8, ISO 100 with a shutter speed of 125. We can't change the ISO because we would need to go down to a lower number to reduce the amount of light coming in. And if we go to a higher number with the ISO, we get more light coming in and we already have too much so we don't want to do that. So we need to change the shutter speed to a higher number faster shutter speeds, let less light in, and we need to reduce the light coming in. All you need to do is turn the dial until the marker is in the center of the meter. Now one click on the dial equals one marker on the meter. So let's do a quick recap. So you set the camera to shoot in raw, of course. Next, turn the mode dial to M for manual. Next is estimate the depth of field needed for everyone to be in focus and set the aperture that will give that depth of field. Use photo pills until you get the hang of it. Next, you set the ISO to 100 or lower. Set the shutter speed to balance the light meter. And if you can't balance a light meter with your shutter speed because it's underexposed, you'll need to turn up the ISO. Every time you move to a different pose during your shoot with this family, you need to consider the depth of field and set the aperture. Then you just balance a light meter and start shooting. The more you do this, the faster you'll be and the better your images are gonna be in the long run. There is no downside to shooting in manual mode and it really is easy. Okay, I think that's enough for episode 89. If you need help with anything, you can contact me through the Facebook group and I'm more than willing to help you. If you want to keep it private, you can always use Facebook Messenger. And uh, like I say, I'll help you out. I have no problems with it. Right, I'll be back next week with more Waffle. Talk to you soon. Bye.